Alan, we're recording now. How's it going? We're all right. Yeah. I don't know what's uh, happening. <laughs> That's how we always start. Uh, it's been three weeks. What's up, everybody? It's Hi. the Radio Show. Your, we we uh, waited for a reason, though. We're not just slackers. We didn't. We didn't. But we got super fucking lucky. So, yeah, we were going to record last Thursday. And then it got delayed. And we we're going to do it on Sunday. Uh, and then we there was miscommunication there. And we didn't do it Sunday. And then Monday, fucking Halo got dropped. So. Well, we didn't. We. The reason we kind of let Thursday slide by is because Battlefield came out. Yeah. Right. Right. So we're like, let's just delay it till the weekend so we can talk about that. And then miscommunication and then surprise Halo. Yeah. So. And now we have more to talk about. Um, yeah. Do, do we want to just, just talk about Halo first? Then we got Halo. Halo's back. Yeah. And it's and back it, with some fucking oomph. And it feels like Halo, like a motherfucker. It feels so fucking good. Yeah. Also, huge point of, of uh, a huge point to make. They've made the assault rifle feel good. Yeah. And that gun generally kind of fucking sucked. I I think I think it was such a staple in one and then they everything they created in two and three was better. You know, yep. battle rifle. And then they came out with the DMR and stuff like that. And then I think five made it okay again. Uh in my opinion. And then uh five lets you put all those attachments on it and stuff like that. You know, like yep. different scopes and stuff, and now I think it just feels maybe not quite like that, but pretty close. I've always liked the AR. Um, I, I like the the automatic fire, and I like that you I've can always... feather the trigger and still hit people at range. Yeah, so you can surprise the shit out of somebody and kill them mid range. I've always with AR. used it, but I've never been able to be good with it because it always feels like it's just a little too weak or a little too. And I obviously it's hard to judge myself on this because it's been. <laughs> half a decade since I've played multiplayer Halo with any intention. But I've always, I always felt like I had a hard time killing people with it because it wasn't great for that. And it now I'm to, killing people with it all someone, the time. It's hard to kill someone when they've got a, like a BR or something. Sure. You got a strafe and wiggle, wiggle peek and shit like that. Yeah. Jiggle peek. But, it's, it's more of a finishing gun. Use your BR till you run out of ammo and then finish off yeah. the last hit points with the air. <laughs> or or vice versa, you run at somebody with the assault rifle to lower their shield so you can punch them, right? Like that's 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 the, a that's yeah. a Halo formula, right? Take a take a take a take a take a take a punch. Yeah, or the, or the pistol. Um, yeah, I love so also the fucking the commando, the V two five seven or whatever, the uh, the DMR replacement has such. It's got a hair trigger. Yeah, so you can just pop 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 pop. Yep. And if you've got someone dead to rights, you can really pick them apart really fast. My first perfect kill in in this in this iteration of Halo was with that gun, and I surprised myself. I was just like bang 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 dead, and it was like perfect. And I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. That feels good. Um, yeah, man, I fucking love this Halo. Uh, it's pretty solid, and I I like how nearly flawless the. Uh, but what the product is that we got, you know, seamless yeah. connection issues. Um, matchmaking didn't seem to have any problems. Uh, yep. I think, I don't know if anybody's crashed. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to, we played a lot of games the last week and a half, two weeks, three weeks. So yeah, it's su- surprising out of the, the, the new games we have that something comes out great. <laughs> yeah. So this gives you, uh, 
this gives you one good example of maybe why you delay your game a little bit to uh, make sure you iron everything out. Also, they ran like four separate uh, tests. Yep. Like I was in two, I was in one closed alpha, but there was one before me and then both betas. And like their Halo's big on their flights, man, doing their, their test flights. And yep. it worked. It worked. It fucking worked. Everybody should be big on that. Here, here's, the, yeah. here's, here's the new battle plan, game developers. You're listening? <laughs> um, <laughs> Anything <go> else <laughs> they, other than what you're doing? No, no you have two. I think you have two <laughs> legit options. And this, I'm not, it sounds like I'm being cheeky, but I'm not. You either beta test the shit out of it a lot with an extended series like this is, or you go early access and you tell people, like, hey guys, this is as good as we can get it. Any, if we wait any longer, you know, you're going to lose interest or the tech's going to change too much. So it's out. Help us fix it. And you just tell yeah. people, like, this yeah. isn't done, but know that. And, uh, you know, we'll drop 20 bucks off. We'll earn your loyalty, and then you'll give us $20 later for the battle pass or something like that, you know? Also, also stop making us pay for a beta at the beginning of your that, fucking game as an early access. Yeah, beta, the, the new beta model is fucking shitty. I hate it. So, yeah, we, we've come to a slight realization this last couple of weeks. Both Forza and Battlefield had early access payment options, and both games were very, I don't want to say unfinished, but very flawed. Yeah which you could yeah. call unfinished and we paid to get in early but really we paid to be beta testers so uh i don't expect, i know that i don't expect that to get addressed <laughs> since i'm just a little voice well forza is forza is really good at addressing that like the last game had I think you've like 200 I, wheel spins or something and, when i opened it i'd gotten so many yeah gifts from the developers for like sorry for this week sorry for this whatever um i expect i fully expect them to come in and be like hey the first couple of weeks was fucking crazy, and we didn't expect 10 million fucking people. So here's a bunch of cool shit. I'm sure that'll happen. Battlefield has the unique opportunity of, like, those games' communities are, in my opinion, I don't know if this is a fact, but it seems like those games' communities are never the most vibrant in the beginning. Like, Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 yeah, both right. had this weird, like, what, year and a half people in, everyone's really like, oh, like... This, this game fucking rocks. And it's like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. And they weren't really into it at the beginning. I I played Battlefield Five, I think, for a week and then uninstalled yeah. it. And then we reinstalled it two years later and had a blast with it for like four months. Yep. Had a lot of fun with it. So yep. I I, uh, I do hope that like the, the turnaround time on that is faster for this battlefield. And I think it will be. They're <clears> they're <throat> acting they're using it as the the way that Halo is expected to be used, right? As this is platform. the battlefield platform. Um, portals huge. Um, they're, I'm sure they're going to keep adding maps to that. They're going to keep adding stuff to the the base. You know, all out warfare version. Hazard Hazard Zone is fucking good. Hazard's yep. pretty good, man. Hazard Zone is good. We played the other night, Caleb. It was me, Ryan, Odin, and was it Rel or no yeah. Mo? It was Mo or something, wasn't it? Rel, Christopher, or something like that. Oh, we... something. Yeah. No, oh, I think it was Christopher before instead of Rel. And we, uh, it was on uh, the one that's like half farmland, half desert. Renewal. Or, and yeah. we, uh, we planned out the drop. We were waiting on the perimeter. We had everything scoped in and planned. And the, the drop ship landed. And we got in the In G the stadium. It landed in the stadium. No, this, is really no, this, was, this was a different one. This was in the farmlands. 
when the one that's oh, desert yeah, and green yeah, yeah. Yeah. when it, the rear was covered oh, with yeah, smoke. Oh yeah, never mind. Sorry. The rear end was maybe I don't know, maybe you weren't there, Ryan, but the rear end was covered with smoke, and uh, we dropped, we jumped out of the jeep, walked up the ramp, and there's a full fucking squad sitting there looking at us in the plane already, nice. and just wiped our whole squad out like right away. <laughs> they were already, oh, so the time it took us to drive over there, they dropped smoke and all ran in. So we ran up the ramp through the smoke, and there's four of them just staring at us, a full squad. Got Oops. us down like reverse D-Day. It was awful. <laughs> I uh, I proposed to Ryan that we play Vulture Squad a couple of rounds and see how that goes. Just don't pick up any data drives so you can't be scanned with those little packet sniffers mm. that they give you. And just troll around and hunt for the first extraction zone and then lay an ambush because they can't see you. And then when people show up to try and exfil, be like, <laughs> and kill a bunch of people. Four sniper rifles. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fucking ruin them. Um, line up right down the, well, can you line, you can't line up how it's going to land though. So you can't. No, no but no, you but can you... tell what direction it's coming from and then adjust. Yeah. Like if you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you, um, I, th- if you think if you aim, uh, are on the horizon, you can see the ship coming and it's got a, a tick, a, like a uh, meters away ticker mm. counting down. So you can look and go, it's coming from this direction. So it's going to land aimed the direction that it, it sure doesn't twist when it lands, though. It might. It might. So I don't know. Definitely think of something. Yeah. Turrets, turrets and heavy machine guns. All of us. <laughs> yep. yep. Right. Four right. turrets. No, just. Just be a fucking sawmill for everybody that tries to walk through. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've had some really good experiences on that as a group, as, as us with, uh, I think, Rel almost, as well. We had almost three in a row that one night. Yeah, we should have had three in a row. A row. We should have three in a row. Three in a row. <laughs> but um, I balked on that first dropship because I was like, we only have two. And we should have gone. Yeah. Because we got our ass kicked from there because that little... That little uh, shipping container <laughs> stop off that we got trapped at was Stuck just at, a fucking yeah. trap that we could not get out of. Um, yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I mean, I guess for those of you who don't know, Hazard Zone is like a it's like a Tarkov uh, clone question mark. It's battle where, royale light. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you you so every round starts with a buy in, uh, and you can buy like equipment and gear and and uh, perks. Uh, you have one perk slot when you start. If you start getting on a streak, the more up to three, the consecutive uh, extractions you get, you get more perks. You get the second perk and then a third perk. And your goal is to run around and pick up fallen um, satellites. You pick up the data drives from them and then exfiltrate. But there's eight other teams running around and there's AI all over the place defending the data drives. It's fun. Yeah. It's fucking fun. It's very really, really, really intense. Um, it doesn't feel too BR. Maybe it's the AI that helps. So the PVE helps me f- stay engaged and stay interested instead of like 45 yeah. minutes of scavenging just to get one-shotted and be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Talking. yeah. Right. Well, speaking of AI, we had that experience last time uh, we were playing Contr- or, uh, Conquest on that map in Doha, the one with the big skyscrapers and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> in the sand. Um, hourglass, I think. Um, yep, yep. We were on points, the E points, E1, 2, and 3, and there were bots that spawned in the E3 and started taking it for the other team. 
Hmm. And we all had the realization, or maybe not all, because Ben just went, huh. But Ryan and I had the realization that, like, oh, this game spawns bots in places where there's not a lot of combat. Yeah. And Ryan and I are both like, like, I'm okay. Yeah, Ryan and I are both like, I'm okay with this. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because it meant that, like... It gets stagnant, and, like, nobody can dominate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a nice way to, like, keep people moving. Um, because oftentimes you play games like that <laughs> and you bottleneck people in their spawn and the way to get out of your spawn is to sneak past and start capping a point behind them. And now the game does that for you, which yep. is cool. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm fucking with Battlefield. It's buggy. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of, there's of a, more than a, a few lot. times I haven't been able to revive Ryan and that's, uh, and my other teammates. That's frustrating that's as shit. one of the big ones. Yep. yep. We've had a couple of games load in that have infinite lives and you can't spawn in. That's weird. You hit the start button and you can't zoom in anymore until you die. It's like, what? So uh, I had one where I died and it was stuck on zero seconds and I just had to wait until the match ended. Oh, you know what? I did not have to wait until the uh, match ended. That happened in, in five, though, to me. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing that they've been, <laughs> they've been interacting with. Uh, an interesting thing happened to me, though, while I was waiting. My character, I kept tapping A to give up, and my character kept shouting about giving up, like, don't come get me. <laughs> and an, uh, an enemy player saw my body sitting there and just fucking knifed me to death. And then I just died. And then I got to respawn. Huh. So, like, you can, you, enemies can that fix game it. Fix if they itself. Just, <laughs> yeah, enemies can fix it if a dead body or if a person just shoots at a dying body. I didn't know that you could thirst people who were downed. I don't think you can. I think that was just a coincidence. I don't, I don't think maybe, you can shoot, you you can shoot people on the ground. Maybe the game has like a, 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 a glitch hunting AI Reaper squad. That goes around fixing, <laughs> just fixing stabbing bugs. people on the ground. Yeah, yeah sure. That's sure. their fix. That kind of like that game that went to black when all the assets dropped. This is the this is their fix. <laughs> yeah, right, right. This is their like, we can't figure out how to do this in the code. So we just programmed an AI with a pattern to do that. Um, yeah, that'd be fucking funny. We don't know how to uh, code a train in this game, so we're gonna attach a train to somebody's head. Yeah, that shit's fucking wild, isn't it? <laughs> did you hear about this, Ryan? I did not. Was that there's a video? There's a yeah. There's a video that's titled "Sometimes a Train Can Be a Hat." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the way they coded the game is they put a train on an on an NPC's head, and then just put the NPC under the ground and walk to the NPC where the train. Oh my god. Be. Right. Then the the campfires in Dark Souls are also an NPC. Like Oh, it's a person's like sunk yeah. all the way to their yeah. head and their head's on fire. <laughs> what? Bananas. Yeah, game design. Sometimes sometimes games don't fucking work and they have to go, but what if a train was a man's hat? Game and that's is what literally does it. a miracle. Every it's a miracle time. it ever works. <laughs> it shouldn't ever. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's just bananas. Um yeah, well, speaking of shit that shouldn't work, uh, y'all got me to play Phasmophobia, <laughs> and I did that... not. I did not have any desire to play that game. Hey, you um, had fun though. I had some fun. No, you I had also fun. Had you can't some say very, some fun. I also had some very bad experiences. Um, we, we one time, made, Ryan and I hid in the same tent on accident, <laughs> yep. and he yeah. got murdered in my back pocket. And I turned around to see his body and was like, oh, God. Yep. And then just ran for the exit. But then the exit was locked. And I was like, I'm going to die. I made it. 
Um, one time the doors tried to shut on me in a cabin with a tall, creepy lady behind me, and I was so close to the door that it glitched. So Your Ben was, was like able to through it. Yeah, so Ben was able to open the door and get me out. How we didn't die. I had in to that shut one. the door first. You're like, Ben, I'm still in here. Open the door. I was like, door. fucking open the door. <laughs> yeah, so I was, we had to, so Phasmophobia is basically Rainbow Six Siege, but you're not fighting an enemy team. You're going Insidious in and hunting edition. for clues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going into a, a house and hunting for clues and what trying to exp- uh, get a ghost to come out. Um, and uh, it's cool. Yeah, I don't like it. Stuff a lot of um. Yeah, you, you know, got your like EMF you projections like, and right, right. Man, uh, the weird, the weirdest, and... weird, weirdest part is the fucking speaker box. Because like, wait, when you when you actually get a response when you're not ready for it, it's like, oh boy. Yeah, like did that Rel, in that Rel goes, that opened up. Yeah. Uh, where are you? And it goes behind you, and Rel's like, we're out, we got it, <laughs> time to go. Just time like, to right, leave. Out of the fucking door. Yeah, that yeah. was the same place that we opened the front door and the spirit was in the front hallway and broke yeah, a light yeah. next to Ben. And yeah. I was All like, right. I might just stay in the fucking van. Yeah, I recorded that shit, dude. That was yeah, wild. Rail walked, walked by and was in the living room and me and Ben had ben just had entered the house. So in between Rail and Rel us was this fucking ghost, ghost, blew the light, just bulb, stand there. disappeared. Like, oh shit. <laughs> just stand there. There one second, gone the next. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But but we we found a good spot for Caleb. He hung out in the van a lot, which was good because you a couple could watch, times, yes. <laughs> you, could, you could watch the video, and you know you could still play your part. My goal, my goal every round, I swear to God, is to set up a camera, go in and put it in a place that covers a good a good view cone, <laughs> and, walk and then go grab another camera and go set it up, both on tripods, and then walk out until like we need to do something. The bad thing the, for that is though. Towards the end, when we still haven't figured everything out, and you have the highest sanity, now yeah, you have like, to go hey, in go at the in, creepiest like... part. Yeah, you you have to go in with a pissed off ghost <laughs> instead yeah. of in the beginning when we're just trying to figure shit out. Yeah, so. and that leads us, and that leads us precisely, <laughs> and that leads us precisely to the story where I got I got stalked by a tall lady because we needed to get a picture of the picture. voodoo doll, and yeah. I'd forgotten to. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll go in. And then uh, Ryan was like, I'll go with you. And then everyone else was like, fuck it, we'll all go. And I was like, thanks, guys, solidarity. And I got up to that room, <laughs> and I aimed the camera at the voodoo doll, and it started to move. And I was like, this game's glitching. And then I took, I snapped the picture, and it flew past my head. And then I was <laughs> like, that shut. might not be a glitch. And then all the lights went out. Uh, but right before they went out, your camera, when there's a ghost in it or near you, starts to like have this like techno warble yeah and it did that and i was looking at the camera on my screen and i was like this is bad and then i I, like eyes peeked over the top of the camera and there's just a a woman stand i have goosebumps right fucking (laughs) now (laughs) and so i I tried to snap i tried to snap a picture of her which doesn't work but i just went chunk and then turned around and stuck my head in a cabinet and was just like, hopefully she doesn't kill me, but if she does, I'm not looking. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw Ben shut the door on me, and I was like, bro, fuck you, come on. Yep, I got uh, that one recorded too. <laughs> yep, we all got out. We all got out. Um, games be interesting right now, man. Like, the fall is... We're rapidly approaching December, which is when shit starts to slow down. We still have Halo's campaign yeah. to come out. Um. 
I was a little worried about like the another year of a ton of games coming out, but we our group kind of I don't know our group kind of uh, I think chose well. Yeah, Forza Battlefield. Uh, I guess it's kind of nice you don't have to pay for two of them. <laughs> well, that and I feel like I feel like the unfinished games are helping with that because. How much would we want to stop playing Forza if it was working correctly? Or how much would we want to stop playing Battlefield if it was working 100%? Like, with them being iffy on certain things, like Forza, we can't play it at all right now, so why even touch it? Because we can't convoy together. We can play races, obviously, but, like, the stuff we want to do is drive around and do drift zones and do stupid stuff and hang, you know, just hang out. We can't, so therefore... We can get all in on Battlefield, or well, we can get four people in on Battlefield. And Man, you know, when it gets to the point where you can't get more than four, it's like, shit, what do we do? Then we figure something else out to play. So, like, the bugs are keeping us sane, I think, in a way. They're also, like, making it very difficult. How wild is it that I know, <clears throat> like, every why don't video games do XYZ needs to be, you know bookended with that game designs are a miracle thing so anytime you can make something work it is what it is destiny is three players for a very specific reason <laughs> like sure, it's right. not just a game design thing but that, i feel like this that's like the most their engine could handle uh now battlefield has 128 players but there's still only four player squads which is very strange to me yep and maybe that's just the gameplay the dynamic they created or maybe that's the most their engine can handle which doesn't make sense to me, but there's a lot I don't know. But Halo lets you have 12 people in a party, and that was goddamn awesome. Yeah, it was great. They've was like, always oh, had that. Yeah, We, did, we did some verses against each other, and then we all went into a big team and kind of, we didn't win, but we didn't, it wasn't too awful, but it just felt no, great, we, man. Yeah, a couple so of those games were do close. that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's 2021. I thought that would have been fixed by now, but I don't know. And, and before you joined in the party last night, Ben, uh, me, Odin, and uh, Bess and Bob were talking. I think Ro was there too. We were talking about like games and not being fucking transparent with the players at all. And like we even took it back to like Cyberpunk and how they released that game early. And well, they said they were going to push it back, and then they were getting death threats. And all this and that, and like that's fucking insane. There's no yeah, reason yeah. for that. And then they put out a game that was ass, and then they got more death threats because of it. And yeah. like, so why is there no transparency of our game's fucked? Here's video of what we're running into and what we can't fix. Do you want to play this game right now? Like, why? Yeah, that's why, the early access. Not... That's the early access question. Like, yeah. if they just released it and went, this game's not done. From the yeah. go, people wouldn't be like, this game's not done. Because they'd be like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> or, said it. No, or you would release it early, and then people would be like, damn, this game sucks. Why does it suck so bad? It's like, no, dude. Like, Literally, we don't have, we have a problem here, and we can't fix it. But to push it, say, we're going to push it back, and here's a 30-minute video of it crashing Xboxes, it crashing, PC, crashing the dashboard on PC, it has this bug that we can't seem to figure out just yet. It has... 13 14 other things going on to making this game unplayable instead of like we need to push this back because we're still working on it like that's not clear enough 
Like the like, game developers need, sure. they need to come up with a different way of presenting why it's not working instead of it's not working right now. Give us a couple more months, and I don't hopefully think uh, it'll be there. Like, but we're in, a, we're in a digital age of yeah. I don't think your average gamer understands the complexities of it all or how difficult it is. They think it's just making a movie. Most most movie, movie the way movies are made now until Mandalorian came along and changed it all is pretty much the same. Uh, there's a formula to it. You can crack out a movie in six months to a year. That's kind of crazy. You can have something that looks like Endgame produced in like a year. That's wild. But um, because it's formulaic, but video games are not. It's 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 tricky. The technology is always changing. The platforms are always changing. And I don't think your general public knows that there needs to be almost like an agency. Not an agency. That sounds government. But like a like an organization that's like just educates people on. Look, they, I mean. Once upon a time, video game documentaries were were huge, and they still are on YouTube. If you're that kind of YouTuber, which sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. Some people love looking up that kind of stuff, like Game Maker's Toolkit and stuff like that. Uh, you know, people that uh, no clip the you know the the documentaries that really dive in and show you the real heartbreak that comes out of this stuff. I don't think your average person knows that. And couple that with the the sort of apathy that the internet has has spawned. People generally don't care. They're generally selfish. Give me my game now, and if you don't, I'm going to find you, and I'm going to dox you and all that stuff. So, like, it's just this this perfect storm of people not understanding how difficult it is multiplied by apathy, and you've got you know, the, the vitriol. So, I well, then you add all of this to, like, the inner workings um, that oh, yeah, we the, the don't see the developers where, go like, through. where, like, the investors demand a game come out yep. at a time. Yep. And if not, then they're going to like start firing people. They're going to start removing the CEO and the leadership teams and yep. bringing in people who can, can execute on our deadlines, which is just like, that's what, that's what killed cyberpunk. Um, that was made pretty obvious. I think a couple of days after that game was out that like the developers were like, we didn't want to release this, but we, we were forced to, yeah. Um, and like, so I like private companies like id. Id says it's done when it's done. Leave us alone. And most yeah. game, most id games launch pretty goddamn flawlessly. Granted, they're not sure. multiplayer, but still. Sure. Um, and I think that's where we've we're we're sitting. Like the the di- the dichotomy is that's a one way to say it. Like the 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 comparison, the contrast we're looking at, right, is like Forza and Battlefield. Um, neither who really delayed it all. Um, Battlefield Forza, delayed. De- Battlefield delayed like 18 days or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was a month. It was like October 25th to November 18th. So, okay. not not a not ton much. of time. Yeah. <laughs> when that happened, um, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> everyone there's gonna be enough. working really hard. That's not enough time for anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Battlefields feels like EA being like, this game comes out now. Yeah. In, in some portion. Uh, Forza's feels a lot like them being like, our last game had like 8 million total players. This game has 10 million in a week. And they were there. And it's just like, oh, well, <laughs> there's a bunch of shit that we didn't see ha- coming that have, have happened. Every aspect of that game is interconnected on the internet. Yeah. And if servers, and I was reading the thing the other day about how like difficult it is for server the server side of video games like you have to if you don't have the servers yourself you have to lease the servers and if you lease the servers you can't delay the game 
because the guy that you leased the servers from is going to charge you for the servers from the date that you initially set in your contract. So if you delay the game six months, you've got to pay for servers until you can get out of that contract and like how those things can, can cause it. And then how also like there can be single lines of code that can make a server side problem collapse. And then there's like a server side problem that can impact the server side problems that can impact code. So like, yeah, that one line of code that almost killed Skyrim completely. Right. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, there's, there's oh no, and there's that single line of code that made aliens, colonial marines, one AI, yeah, yeah, just completely tank the entire game. Yeah, it was like a word. Yeah. It wasn't even a line. It was like a word in code that was supposed to be something else, and hadn't been changed from its placeholder. And someone went in and fixed it. And like the eight, it, it's playable, and that's fucking, ugh, that sucks yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and then. And then Halo, a game that was supposed to come out a full calendar fucking year ago. And I remember last year being like, they're delaying it. That's fine. Spring, summer. It's weird for Halo, but we'll see. And then like a week later, they were like, nope, we're delaying it a full year. And I was like, God damn it. You know, I wanted wanted this game so bad like this year. More than any Um, time in my life, though, as somebody who's either been around video games or actually sold video games, uh... The last few years has has been more people saying, "Fine, delay it." Okay, I get it. Just fix yeah. it. Just you know, maybe that's the the social sphere I'm in. You know, major props to no to um skill up. He's a real level headed reviewer. But yeah, just delay the game. Make it work. It's fine. We'll be fine. There's plenty of games to play. We all have thousands of games in our backlog. We'll be okay. Just right. Make it right. There's a Japanese developer, uh, I think it was Shigeru Miyamoto, who said a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is always bad. Yeah, that was before the days of DLC, but yeah. But like... That's mm. not true. That's, that's, that's totally true when your game was printed on a chip and shipped and you're done. And the only yeah, way to sure. fix that is sure. to but like, make a Cyberpunk's, Cyberpunk's never going to recoup that fucking Well, no, image. but No Man's Sky did. Sure, but I don't think that game was broken. I think that game just was overhyped and had less than... Um, like, oh, No Man's Sky worked. I played it for 40 hours the first three weeks it was out. That game worked. Yeah, it's, it's pretty goddamn clunky. But Yeah, it's still clunky as fuck, though. That's why you play on creative mode. Um, but, like, I think more people are hearing that and being like, yeah, delayed game's eventually good. But a rushed game comes out shit. Don't, don't rush it. Don't just yeah. drop it because you have to. Uh, and the, Ru- the Halo's fucking crispy, it's crispy and clean. It's really is. Great. Ryan, I have a note here. I hope you don't take eh. it personally. I hope you don't take it personally. I probably will. Uh, <laughs> do you still feel like <laughs> we need to make an article called Ryan versus the game industry? <laughs> yes. Wait, what? <laughs> because you, Caleb and I have been talking the last couple minutes and giving all these uh, excuses and and forgiveness forgive what am i trying to say you know forgiveness allowances and stuff yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and i've said but, recently that you guys give too much fucking credit where it may not and be the, due. the last few weeks you've you've been pretty hot and like making big wide statements about the game industry as a, in general so you want to <laughs> uh, cover well, any of that so, so one of my things and i'll just call i'll just say it about forza right now like so forza's big thing and they that, so there's been a lot that's happened with Forza. So like, there's been some exploits. 
People say it's cheating, but I call them exploits because that's what they fucking are. They're in the game. Nobody's having to do anything out of the normal to do them. And well, it should no. Just let me finish. So, so there's exploits in the game, and then there's problems with servers where like um, convoys are fucked up. Where you literally can you can join in, but you can't see each other's cars. You pop in out of nowhere. You can't enjoy by seeing other people. You can race, and the races have been fine. Um, But for the most part. Most people want to people want to drive around in open world and race and have fun together, and that's what Horizon's about. But the it has been what 13 days since that uh, released on early access, and they finally have an update. But the main which, which thing we they haven't fixed, tried yet. which we haven't tried yet, but the main thing they fixed on it first was the exploits. That was the main thing that they had talked about fixing. That they're going to fix the exploits. Instead mm-hmm. of taking the team that worked on the exploits, because I know there's a there's probably a network team and there's probably like the the team that works on other things, but they all more than likely write code. They all more than likely have some kind of idea on how they can fix the bigger issue. Exploits are not an issue because it's not affecting Forza. It's not affecting the company that created this game. The network issues are fucking massively like. Uh, um, I don't know what the word is. They're just an, a huge inconvenience. But we're going to worry about fixing the the exploit where we we put a wheel spin on a car that shouldn't have been there, but people figured out that you can buy a $40,000 vehicle, spend five mastery points, and get a super wheel spin. And now they get thousands, hundreds of thousands. They hand out money like it's fucking candy in that game. So what does it matter? And cars. So what does it matter? What does it matter on those issues? So like they went in to fix that, and then they went in to fix out um, like a like a skill point uh, exploit. That one's more of cheating. That one's not an exploit because you could do uh, like a barrel roll and a jump, and if you went into photo mode and then rewound it, you could just keep doing it over and over and over again, and you would get points and you would get mastery points. So then people would add that on top of doing the wheel spin. So that one is a cheat. The The car being a problem, that's your fault. You guys put that in the game and people did it. So I can't call that a cheat. I call that somebody found a problem that they just used. It's not, it's not like they went through and had to get out of the map like you can do in fucking Call of Duty and camp underneath the maps and play zombies that way. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they maybe they think that server changes are going to happen. It's going to get fixed, but things that like rewards in the game and and stat boosting and stuff that's more irreparably damaging because they're not going to walk back people's profiles. They're not going to take away XP. So you can eventually fix a server. But what does XP do for you? It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for you. It, you level up. The higher you level, yeah, you get a wheel spin every time you level up, but you don't get anything fancy for it. Yeah. You get a wheel spin. Yeah. You get to be you get to be able to do maybe a couple extra things on top of it, but it's not like a progression win like Battlefield. If you were getting XP exploits on that and you're getting fucking guns every single level that are better than the starter ones, that's a problem. But Forza the the upgrades are cheap, no matter what they are. You can upgrade a, a, an entire supercar for $100,000. You go win two races, you have that. Let alone, if you do a super wheel spin, you can make a million dollars in one spin. 
I had yeah. I had three million dollars within the first two hours. Yeah, for sure. And yep. fifty five cars. You know, so who cares about the other stuff? Focus on the problem, because people. Well, yeah, you, you also need 10, to. You have ten million people, but at the same time, who's going to come back if they don't fix that in another week? Well, I think that I think that you're raising good points, but I also think that um, we're underestimating how different and how much more difficult one of these problems is from the other. Like if it's fixing a few little exploits that are based on like a thing that comes with a car or like a thing that keeps track of points when you do a thing, even though you rewound and then do it again, like those are small fixes. You go, oh, I could do that in three days. I could figure out how to remove that. Might that be a different, in two that might days. be a different team. It's definitely a different team, 100%. But then like server-based issues are the hardest issues in the game industry to find. And it's one of the most hyper-specialized teams on a game in a game studio because server-based coding is completely different than like gameplay based coding because servers are f fucking weird uh, being ben we've talked to to justin and when we talk about making a single player game with justin he's like fuck yeah let's go as soon yeah. as we bring up multiplayer he's like it's the fucking worst yeah and he's really good at making he's really good at making playable games whether they're you know 3d 2d uh whatever um but as soon as you bring up server stuff and when i was working with him at pixel press like there were two people working on the server stuff for an educational game that was being used by maybe 60 70 120 000 people and like there were single issues that were causing login disputes for a school mm -hmm. that they were able to fix in like three days but once they fixed it it crashed it for about seven other schools and that became a problem that they worked on for like a month. Wow. Because every time they would fi push one fix here, would cascade here, and they would push one fix there. And they ended up having to like re-piece together the original system and then like kind of restart their troubleshooting. So like I think that Forza having these exploit things come out first is just because they were easier. I don't think that means that they weren't like they aren't prioritizing server stuff. I think it's just that server-based fixes are really fucking hard. And that, like I said, there are times where you don't know if it's based in the servers or if it's based in code, and you can't figure that out until you, like, go in and, like, with a separate build than what's live, right? You can't be just making this change to the live game. You have to go in and start changing things on very small scales and go, is that it? No. Okay. Is yeah, that it? Do you it? think... Um... Do you think games are buggier now than they've ever been before? Yeah, it's because they're bigger. When you when you made Legend of Zelda, the first one, um, that game has, you know, a swing your sword button. There's th five, ten different kinds of enemies, two different kinds of cosmetic plants that you can cut through, uh, th four pickups, right? The walls all act the same, uh, except for, you know, those invisible doors. And now you play a game like Elden Ring and there's a statue with a crack in it that's got a glint coming out of it that you can kite a troll boss from 400 meters to the west and have them come all the way over there like using their pursuant behavior to get them to attack you near this statue so that their club hits the statue, knocks it open, and then there's hidden really really valuable like 
materials in that statue. That's that's completely different, right? Those two things are they're both open world, for lack of a better term, uh, single player adventure games where you're going through dungeons and collecting things to make yourself better, right? Um, but the complexity is just layered on top and on top and on top and on top of itself. Uh, I think games are game. I mean, I don't, I don't even think games are harder. I know games are harder now and they're more expensive now and the teams are bigger. Ryan, how does that make you feel? No, it doesn't help anything because <laughs> it, because I feel like every game from now on is literally going to be like multiplayer has got a problem and we just have to deal with it. Like, I don't want to do that. Like what if it, that that sounds terrible. No, I mean it doesn't sound great, but we talked about this as a group uh this last week. Like if everyone's dealing with it, what if it's not on the people dealing with it? It's on the technology we have to fix it. Then we're what trying if we, to do What if we don't know how to what if we don't know how to make it better yet because we haven't figured out the way to fix it for everybody? Then stop trying to make something that is pushing the absolute limit or past it on the technology that we currently have. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, I don't think the game industry is... they, they, they try to be one step ahead, it feels like, but they're always three steps behind because of it. Yeah, but they, if they, they They're like, we're going to put this game would... out, and we're not going to be able to fix it for another month, though. Like, that's not, that's not a good look, and the gamers don't like that. Yeah, but I don't think gamers like games that don't change. Like we see it a lot because we play almost every single night. But for a casual gamer to be like, "Man, today today's my night. I'm gonna go play games. The kids are in bed, and I'm gonna jump on fours and play with some people." Oh, great! This is the one time I wanted to play this week, and I literally can't join in with my friends. Yeah. Like for us, we can find something else to do. We have 50 other games that we can play all together with our group of friends. Not a lot of people have that same functionality. Sure. So that's that seems like a huge, huge problem. And server fixes. By now, there's got to be a way to figure out something. And and I'm obviously no fucking expert. I can't use technical terms half the time. But like, for 10 million people to play this game, and majority of them having issues, that's fucking bad. Two weeks in, it's still bad. The beta test that we played to, that we paid to be a part of didn't have a fix after a whole week. Well, something's somebody's got to push though. You can't just stop pushing. There's got to be a push. That's why games like God of War and Uncharted and all that look so goddamn insane is because they push, push, push. But something's happening with the. Well, I guess Cyberpunk was a single player thing. Not that wasn't a multiplayer problem, but something's something's happening in the last. Maybe it's just COVID. If something's happened in the last few years where uh, you've got all these problems, and but you can't stop pushing because that's why games keep look, getting more and more ridiculous. Can't you push yeah. after it's out though? Say no. say you say yeah say you put out. Well, a they did flaw- with Witcher Three. Witcher Three kept getting better after it came out. Witcher Three was really bad when it came out, and the two DLCs are considered some of the best DLCs of all time. And the Game of the Year edition is where that game got big, and actually after the Netflix show, but like. Witcher 3 had a slow burn. Witcher 3 was not big when it came out. Big is. I think Witcher 3 won Game of the Year. The Game of the so, Year edition. Uh, no, I think it won Game of the Year that year. Mm. Witcher 3 but, was huge from the start. But say you say you push up Battlefield, Battlefield. and you put it at b- above average as performance-wise, 
better than the previous ones, but where it actually works. But then four to six months later, you start implementing things that are going to be your future move of like, this is what we need to do for servers for these future games that are be coming out for the next Battlefield or for any other game that needs to be at this scale and start implementing those things to see what the system can handle. I think what you, you get... And when, if you have an update like that and it and something drops, you're like, shit, we fucked up an update and backlog it. Go back to the previous one. And yeah, you're going to piss people off for a day. You're not going to piss them off for a month. I think what you get when you get micromental changes is you've got Call of Duty's coming out every year. I bet everyone looks just a little bit better than the last, but for the most part, a lot of people don't care because it's not different enough. But, so, but I'm just talking about an update for a game, not a new game. Like, yeah, if, Battle, like, if Battlefield's supposed to last six years, obviously something's going to change within those time plan, in that time frame before a new one comes out. So how do, they, how do they implement that? Or do they just, like, this is how Battlefield is for the rest of the time, and now we're going to build a game for six years in the future and hope that we can live up to the expectations of pushing networking further? I see. I don't think that Battlefield's failing because they pushed networking too hard. Well, or trying to do something that is, that's never been done before. I don't think Forza is either. Forza 5 is just Forza 4 in a different place. Yeah. But it's the biggest ever launch on Xbox ever in the history of Xbox, which, like, that literally means nobody working on Xbox games has ever encountered that at Xbox. And every studio has different server bases and works with different server companies. So, like, they're, if they're having server issues, it's because some of these servers that may be capped at 10,000 players in a server are hitting 25,000. And everything falls apart at, at 18,000. But they can't help it because there's 10 million people in the in the door right now. And they're trying to figure out how to... Like, I think the other thing that, like, is important to point out is that, like, I I don't think that most of these problems were known before the games were released. And I, 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 I try to be cautious when talking about these issues because oftentimes it's easy to make it sound like they released a game knowing it was broken, thinking that they'd just be able to fix it. And no studio wants to release a game broken. And when they do release games broken and they know it, it's because they were forced to. And I don't think that's the case for Forza. It might, like I said earlier, it might be the case for Battlefield. But yeah, like, Ryan, how do you respond to that? Do you, I mean, you don't think they released it broken on purpose. Who, me? Yeah, you. I mean, I, I feel like they knew of problems and didn't address if, them beforehand. What if they didn't? So, huh? What if they didn't? Well, how does your brain wrap around the possibility that maybe they didn't? Right? How do you reconcile that? I mean, if I look at Forza, if I look at Forza, and the majority of complaints being server issues, you can't say they didn't know about it. Well, of course, well, server, don't. but server stuff you can't test. They had twenty million people sign on. That's a lot. Yeah, you can't. They you can't test those things. That, that how do you test that? that? It's not like you brought in 20 million testers. <laughs> right, right. And you, and you, but, can't, but you, and you can't synthesize the results. Or you can't, like, synthetically re recreate 20 million IPs as a lot. I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. Probably not. You know what I mean? So how do you, I mean, I, how do you, how do you prepare for that? 
a beta, <laughs> but yeah, betas maybe <laughs> sure. a beta and uh, early access. And, but I don't think big, 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 big companies are going to do early access. I mean, Halo did. Yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like in some, in some sort of way, they're like, somebody's like, this isn't going to work. I feel like every time that something releases like that, there's people that know that this isn't going to work. I don't think every I time think it's, you can't generalize. I think I know. I, I think, think Ryan, you're right, actually, but I think that you're wording it incorrectly. Probably. I I don't think that people launch a thing and go, "This isn't going to work." I think people launch things and go, I know that there's going to be something that pops up because that's how games are. Yeah. Like you release a thing and that's, you, that's ex you, ex you expect on day one that you're going to find something you didn't find in all of your Q&A or all your uh, QA testing and in all your, your early runs. You're gonna, you, you launch the game and go, all right, we've got a team on the floor right now for crisis management because there's always something you missed and i think that that's kind of unavoidable that's the nature <clears> of <throat> yeah it's kind of unavoidable it's not a you know it's not a controlled environment like um like like film development because like in a movie the people watching the movie can't fuck up the movie but but uh... in video games you're just asking people to run around and fuck it up right I, I don't know. I feel like I'm more angry about this than obviously everybody else. But I just, it, I mean, one of my favorite games came out and I can't fucking play it with anybody. So it's, that's that's a big yeah, it's breaking a point no, for me. No, it's a fucking bummer, but, 100%. But it's been like the last, I don't know, four years it's been like this. Three years that it's been like this. Yeah. And it's fucking like obnoxious because other games before weren't like this. Well, props for props is due. Back for Blood came out flawless. Yes, it did. Yep. So, so I mean, there are some games that are coming out fantastic. Wait, Ryan, when, didn't you have instances in Back for Blood where all the zombies were like t posing and shit? No, that was uh, Origami too. Yes, it was. Yeah. All right. Um, we played a lot of games, guys. <laughs> yeah. Forget sometimes. So like, but like 360. I never heard of games having this problem, and the network back then was worse than it is now. I think maybe Net, like network levels, like you know, just basic Ethernet, like that's what people ran on on regular Xbox whenever that came out, and people consoles had Halo. have always been behind PC tech, and uh, like always years and years behind. Now that the Series X is so close to PC hardware, I think they feel like they can push harder, maybe. So now we're getting a different breed of problems. Before they had to stay within their limitations. They had the new. Chances are. The architecture was so goddamn weird and batshit. Like, the PlayStation 3 had something called the Emotion Engine that had, like, seven processors, and each one had a different job. Like, coding for PS3 was a goddamn nightmare, <laughs> apparently. Um, and so now we've got many computers, so now they're pushing the limits. But as before, they had to follow the rules, build something specifically for this console within the limitations of your, you know, expectations. And DLC wasn't a thing back then, so, like, Miyamoto said, you... This better be done by the time you release it. So maybe there's maybe it's a double-edged sword, right? So technology is bigger now than it's ever been, which is making people push things harder than it's ever been. But they also know they can rely on DLC and patches to fix it. So it's good and bad, right? We are our games are getting fixed eventually, 
maybe. Uh, and they are pushing the boundaries, which is making maybe things move faster. It's probably 128 people in Battlefield. That's crazy. And, you know, uh, that's, that's all part of the problem. Part of the solution is the solution is the problem, maybe, right? Possibly. Um, here's a guy that worked on Battlefield 3 talking about um, how difficult it is to push fixes. I remember reading this a few weeks ago, uh, and this is, was really interesting to me. He said, there's always a check before anything goes live. There's a lot of back and forth between platform holders like Sony and Microsoft to make sure we're working towards success together, meaning we've got to go through QA steps. And as we're going through that patch, if we need jerk react and fix this now, but then half an hour later, we find out we have to do a second patch in the same day, it's going to cause a mess that can make it cascade. So we have to say, we're going to do this patch. What other critical issues can we fix as a part of this? What other stuff is wrong? And you can't just make a patch in half an hour. So you've got to make sure you're being smart on how you're patching that content. So, like, for Forza, it sounds like they went, all right, we've got a patch that we're ready to send for approval to Xbox and, and, and you know, Xbox PC or whatever. Yeah, and, you have to send it off for approval. And, like, we're going to send this off. We're still working on finding things for it. Like, do we wait a little bit longer to catch one more thing? Do we send these things out now so that they're fixed now and we can keep working? And what if we send this out now and then we find a big thing? And that has to wait until yeah. the next approval process gets through. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, the it's process is crazy. so convoluted, you can't... You usually don't patch things twice a week. Like, Xbox certification takes days and days and days. Like, Warframe will tell its community, like, all right, it's off to cert. As soon as Microsoft clears it, it it's, going, it's going live. And then you just wait. You just wait for Microsoft to clear it. So... so and it's, also... It's a big, also, stinky process. Also, I think we, uh, as people who've been playing games for, you know, two decades, uh, Ben, in Ben's case, a little longer, like, six we're, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, um, you know, we're the, we're the long haulers and what we're, what we've experienced in the last, you know, 18 months is the game industry ballooning in a way it hasn't in a, in a long time. Ryan and Ryan for you and I, in, in a way that's never happened while we've been playing games. Ben may have experienced it in the 90s when, you know, Nintendo was fucking huge uh, with the 64 or PlayStation was huge. I mean, I would guess we all played the first PlayStation, but like the number of people that play games now, as opposed to the number of people who played games in 2019 before the pandemic, before work from home, before uh, all of this stuff over the last, you know, year and a half, uh, shit's changed. There are a lot more people playing games now. And all of these studios had to accommodate for that increase in player base while working in limited conditions because they were at home or they were working remote from little pop-up offices or they were working completely server-based. That shit doesn't make sense to me. There are teams that have developed games for the last 12 months from home, uploading what they're working on on their desk at, at, at any point in time to a server build that's amalgamating work that's being done by people into a live build of a game. And then they have to pull that build from that server actively for QA testers to play it, which means that they don't have the ability to like bring in flights of, you know, for three weeks, there are studios that for like three months, every three weeks we'll have 150 testers in three different buildings. So they're running through 700 testers every three weeks to like, 
kind of keep churning through people or not testers, but like uh, early, early access, like flight uh, beta testers, things like that. Um, they couldn't do that. And not many people have a PC at home that can run what they need it to run. And not many people have the internet access to run it if they did it server side. So like the, I'm, I understand your anger and I really hope that you don't think I'm trying to like make you feel bad for being angry. I'm merely trying to like, I'm like with you. I'm trying to parse out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Trying to figure out why, but I'm also trying to like, just kind of fill the air with what I know and hope that maybe that like find lets you have find one thing that's like, okay, I feel a little bit better. And I mean, I mean, that's also probably not something you're asking for. You're not asking for us to solve it, but, um, there's, I don't know, there's a there's a part of me that realizes the fact that we got a Battlefield game this big this year is a fucking miracle because it because of what last year, what the last year has been. Um, and there's a part of me that also, like, understands that you some things just can't be fucking predicted and it sucks. I And I also feel very bad that it, like, the one that's most impacted is the one you were most excited for. There's no way around that. That fucking sucks, dog. That's the worst. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, here's hoping that they fix that soon. Uh, I don't know. Who the who fucking knows? Um, but I think what we can all come away from is more games should do beta shit and be more willing to to release in early access. Yep, that's the solution. Don't pay, Halo, don't pay for a beta. Yeah, don't no look, more pay no more pay Yeah. Look at the fucking success of Deep Rock, man. That community is all about it. And that game is showing no signs of slowing down. Yeah, sure. Uh Sea of Thieves was not exactly early access, but basically a live service game that started out bare bones as shit. You know? So yeah. I think a few years ago, games as a live service was really poo-pooed on because there are some bad actors like Avengers and I don't know who else. Uh, Destiny's definitely had its fair share of soiling everybody's undies, but like I think uh, there's some good examples and bad examples, but I think it's the wave of the future. Put out a stable platform, fix it as you go, update it with content, keep it alive for five to ten years. Like that's that's what people want, man. I think that's what people want. This this. This grind, I and mean, that's what they're doing with Assassin's Creed. Next Assassin's Creed is called Infinite or something like that. And it looks like they're going to merge everything together. And I think instead of the stupid grind of starting over from scratch and making a new product, just keep it alive. This Forza 5 could have been a Forza 4 expansion. <laughs> just a whole new map. Charge $60 for it if you want, but it could have been in the same engine. It's not that different. It's I beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But... It, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Engine. I didn't get to see Forza Four in the on the Series X, so like, I don't know how. Oh, better yeah, the good. graphics are. <laughs> it's it's good. It's, it's real, real good. good. I'm trying to think. The ray tracing in this one, the real time reflections, is nice. But that's easily plugged in. I think easily. What the hell do I know? Uh, I'm trying to think <laughs> of some things that, that really stand out as being that much better. There's a lot more particle effects and, and like leaves on the ground and uh, the map is fucking massive. I don't think it is, but uh, the graffiti, it's... like all the the um, the the confetti and stuff is everywhere. You know, there's a lot of cool shit like that. Particle effect is great, but uh, 
I don't feel like the Forza Five map's that big. You can race across it in twenty minutes. That doesn't sound that big to me. Uh, the Forza Horizon Four map is a hundred or seventy kilometers squared. The Forza Horizon Five map is a hundred and ten kilometers squared. It's Suck a it, lot man. bigger than the last game. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I think the Goliath race in the last one took about the same time as this one does, and the Goliath one goes across the map. Sure. On both, which doesn't feel bigger. It just doesn't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't have it all unlocked yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Games be hard. Shit be weird. I'm trying to figure out what engine these games are made on, but I guess it wouldn't be a... It's probably something that they have in-house. <laughs> Yeah, some turn it, ten proprietary. What what I wish it would have is less of the random players in my game and more of my friends in my game. How are you gonna load random players in my game? Oh, cause they mad don't. They do. A lot of those are drivatars. Are yeah. they drifting through the level? Well, no. Okay, Ryan, don't get flippant with me. A lot <laughs> they, of them no, are no, drivatars. I know, I know. Some of them aren't. Yeah. A uh, uh, like at any point in time, there's ten names across the world that I can see that are players. Yeah, and I can't have two of my friends in a convoy. Just get rid of those other people and just make it friend slots. It's all I need. I don't care about Johnny Scrotum over there racing around the mountain. And Battlefield, Battlefield, give us our squad controls back. Yes, I don't get yeah. it. Man. Yeah. A perfect well, Caleb, system. Caleb, perfect Caleb system. Said before like, let's that, get rid uh, of it. Caleb said before, like they leak out features. They, they not leak. That's a misused word. But they uh, <laughs> they trickle they trickle out features as the game becomes more stable. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's the best oh, they can I'm, do for yeah. now. I also had a theory that maybe, just maybe, that the the. the um, the fact that like some of the really basic should be in there because the last three games have done it squad functionality, uh, it wasn't there because we were in the early access, and that the update we're gonna download tonight's gonna have it. I hope to God that's not true. At the same time, I hope it is true because yeah. I want that stuff. But if it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll just wait for the full release for that. Um, but you know, you know. I think it's uh, getting to be about that time. I know it's about my bedtime, sadly. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of news, Ryan, that's starting to come out that Forza patched a bunch of crashes and online connection issues. So... The thing the thing Zing linked us to said server stuff, not, yeah. not exploit stuff. So. Yeah, improving stability for Horizon Life, the online component. Dude. All the all I'll the updates in. that all the updates that I could see were exploits, like video updates that people made on like YouTube. They were about exploits and stuff like that being fixed. And that was it said as of a day ago, which when you, Caleb you said, log into Horizon, <clears throat> and before you even get to your car, it's like you've lost connection to Horizon Life. <laughs> please, re please return to Free Roam to, and then you go back to Free Roam, and it's like you're now in solo mode. Please, yeah. it's and it's steady. There's, there, I've gone an hour once, and there's always a message at the top cycling. You've lost connection. You've yep. gained connection. You've lost. Yep. Connection. It just doesn't or, stop. Or and a dashboard it's... seven seven times in an hour and a half. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. 
Battlefield's crashing too. Weird time to be alive, man. I haven't had Battlefield crash yet. I have had it lock up. Never mind. I've had it lock up once. I just I had it. I had it locked. I had it crash the uh, dashboard once, and then it crashed me to the main menu last night. Nice. Which is weird. It's like it knew it was happening. All this talk, I really want to play Battlefield now. (laughs) I wish I could. I I I could. I feel so bad though. I shouldn't. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope everybody knows that we don't dislike each other in here. We just like having, uh, good good debates and conversations about you know video games. This was one of our grumpier episodes. <laughs> I don't think it was grumpy. You're welcome. So, <laughs> we gotta Ryan. We gotta change your. We gotta change your gamer tag. So we gotta make you like. We gotta make you like. Uh, Private personable. Pastor positive. Um. Ugh. That sounds too great. Watch your profanity. <laughs> um, yeah, so you people stop saying that you're just a grump all the time. Because you're not. I you're am. a delightful human being. Am I? All right. No, not at all. I'm a grump most uh, of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to follow anything that we do, go to nerdybits.com or nerdy underscore bits on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lovewub, L-U-B-W-U-B. Ryan, where can people find you? Sergeant Sodium, everywhere. Hell yeah. Ben, where can people find you? Sketch Sawyer. And everybody go to Sketch Sawyer's Twitter account. Go check out his fucking ink check out his fucking colors. Because he's doing a lot lot of good shit. He's got crayons in the lines and shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a good color. We're so proud of him. He's got cross hatching and shit. It's crazy. Joe Mad just likes my last tweet. And on a scale from one to the Leaning Tower of Pisa, how hard are you? (laughs) Uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't answer that. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Um, we're, ooh. Okay, we not, yeah, we're good. We're good. In a couple weeks, we'll be able to talk about Halo. No, we won't. It'll be close. But no, maybe we'll be able to... Forza. In a couple weeks, we'll report back about Forza, which Ryan just beat me to. Uh, yeah, we'll report back about Forza. Next week, uh, next we'll episode will be Halo. a patch. Next week will be patch notes. Oh, you know what? I had this theory, and we're just going to do it. We're going to talk shop. We're going to show people how the sausage is made. I have this idea that our next episode, we should do a Halo hype episode and have my grandma come and do a crossover of Proc Gens with this and talk about the campaign that's going to be releasing the week after. That'd be cool. Neat. So we can do now come into my office, and I will show you a finished sausage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to end it there. Bye. Bye-bye.